Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, a winning day on Tuesday. And nothing's been easy for me this baseball season. But finally, I put things together on Tuesday. So let's recap the card for you. I had the Arizona Diamondbacks, first five team total over the two and a half runs at a plus 100. They scored nine runs in the first five innings, giving me an easy winner chicken dinner. I had the Chicago Cubs in the first five on the money line at Atlanta, plus the 105. And the Cubbies were up 5 nothing after five. So I get to cash that ticket. Lucky for me, I don't bet the full games. Unders give me enough of an ulcer. I don't need to trust bullpens. That's why I like to bet the first fives. So I do cash on the Cubbies. Then on the nightcap, I get the Seattle Mariners home on the run line, minus the half a run against the Astros. At a minus 110, George Kirby did an excellent job for me in the first five there. So I go 3-0 and on the card with one rain out, and now we move on to the next. Before we get to the baseball here for Wednesday, it's time for my college football first four picks. And on Twitter, please vote for your favorite year-to-date with a Twitter vote. Once again, you're 5-0. and So hopefully, I've picked at least one winner for you to choose from this week. So let's start in the Big Ten. It's the Fighting Illini of Illinois plus the one at Purdue. So this is the revenge game of the week for me. Illinois lost to Purdue 31-24 last year as a 14-point favorite, costing the Fighting Illini a spot in the Big Ten championship game. Illinois fans, I went to their forums today, and oh boy, they are unhappy at 2-2. Two and two. No impressive performances, but I think they might be a little closer than fans think. Toledo is better than several Big Ten teams, and they did beat them. Florida Atlantic is probably better than that bottom tier of the Big Ten, at least a couple of them anyway. And their losses this season have been against Penn State by 17. And it looks like the Nittany Lions are going to lay the hammer on several different teams this year. And the other loss was at Kansas. It was a disappointing effort, but Kansas is ranked in the top 25. So it's not like that was a cupcake loss for him. Meanwhile, Purdue, they played a tough schedule. They might be better than I thought. But remember, coming into the season, I predicted the Boilermakers would start the Big Ten at 0-7. They haven't sold me to change my mind yet. So I'm going to take the fight in the line eye of Illinois plus the one at Purdue. Next up on the card, we go to the ACC. It's Pittsburgh minus the two and a half at Virginia Tech. So both teams are just one and three on the season. Losers of three straight. The Panthers have lost to Cincinnati by six, West Virginia by 11, and North Carolina by 17. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech has lost by seven to Purdue, 19 to Rutgers, and then by seven to Marshall last week. So coming into the season, I expected the Panthers to be significantly better than the Hokies. Sounds like the Panthers should have their starting quarterback under center on Saturday after exiting the North Carolina game early. Pittsburgh has actually covered 14 of their last 16 games against Virginia Tech. I think that trend continues on Saturday. So give me the Pitt Panthers minus the two and a half at Virginia Tech. Next up on the card, we stay in the ACC. It's the Clemson Tigers minus the six and a half at Syracuse. Most sites are at seven, but this one's still available at a minus 115 on FanDuel at the minus six and a half. Syracuse is fired up for this one. They've had Clemson on the ropes in recent years. They lost 27-21 last year after leading 21-10 in the fourth quarter. The year prior, Clemson won by three after a late missed field goal by the Orange. Had Clemson won last week, I'd probably be back in Syracuse. 
but Clemson lost last week to Florida State, and Clemson will not start 0-3 in the ACC with top 25 teams like Notre Dame, North Carolina, and Miami of Florida still on the schedule. After the loss to Duke this year, Clemson scored 66 the following week. After the loss to Notre Dame last season, Clemson bounced back and covered the seven against Louisville. After the loss to South Carolina last year, Clemson bounced back and covered the seven against North Carolina. It's a similar number. The close wins over Syracuse in recent years will have the Tigers locked in on Saturday. So I'm going to lay the points with Clemson minus the six and a half at Syracuse. Next up on the card, it's BYU minus the one against Cincinnati. I think this one's actually now at a plus two. A lot of line movement, maybe because of the injuries on the BYU side. So I always tend to see potential with BYU, but they lost seven straight against the spread last season at one point. And this year, they're just one and three against the number, three and one overall. They did upset Arkansas on the road as an eight-point underdog. They lost by 11 last week, though, at Kansas. Meanwhile, Cincinnati is two and two on the year. They won at Pittsburgh, but then lost back-to-back games at home against Miami of Ohio, and then last week against Oklahoma. So this is a rebuilding year for the Bearcats. The Cougars, like I said, should have a little bit of upside. It's the home opener as a member of the Big 12. So give me the banged-up Cougars minus the one over Cincinnati. Then your bonus bet here, it's a first half under, and I'm going to back Iowa State and Oklahoma under the 25 and a half in the first half. Oklahoma might actually have a really good defense. They're allowing just 8.5 points per game so far. I'm not sold on the offense yet. They scored only 20 against Cincinnati, 28 against SMU. And then the last four years for the Sooners, prior to the Texas game, which is on deck next week, Oklahoma's failed to cover in each of those four, and they've actually lost two of their last three years as the favorite. And let's not forget that Iowa State, in their first three games this season, the combined total in those games was only 29 points, including that 10-7 thriller against Ohio. This sets up well for an under, unless the Sooners go over the number by themselves, but I'm going to play Iowa State and Oklahoma in the first half under the 25 and a half. Next up, we go to Major League Baseball, where I have four games and I only have one line, I believe. Yeah, it's going to be a tough night here. Actually, correction, I have no lines. There we go. So they're all in the dark. I'll post the plays in the show notes, but we'll start north of the border. It's a first five team total on the Toronto Blue Jays under a to-be-determined number at a to-be-determined price. So I'm not a fan of the back-to-back starts against the same team, but the way Garrett Cole has been going of late, I'll take my chances. Last out against Toronto, he went eight innings, giving up just one run on two hits. Three starts against the Blue Jays this year, 19 and two-thirds innings, just one run allowed. That's a 0.46 ERA. He has a 2.58 ERA on the road, a 1.69 ERA over the last 30 days. A bloop and a blast, I lose. But with numbers like that, you can give me the under on the Toronto Blue Jays in the first five on the team total. Marlins and the Mets once again rained out last night, so I'm still waiting on the pitching matchups. I'm not sure it'll be the same as I was going to back on Tuesday, but I will be back in the Marlins either on the run line or the money line in the first five with Braxton Garrett start. I'll post that play once again in the show notes. I will be playing the Marlins in one of those when Garrett does pitch, but once again, we don't know the pitching matchups yet, so no lines available. Next up, it's a first five team total on the Texas Rangers over a to-be-determined number at a to-be-determined price. 
So it's Griffin Canning getting the call for the Angels as they look to continue to play spoiler in this series. He has a 4.39 ERA in the season, a 4.85 ERA at home, a 3.68 ERA over the last 30 days. So he's been good of late. One appearance against the Rangers this year. He went three and two-thirds innings, giving up four runs. The Rangers, though, they have the second-best OPS against righties. I expect them to get the sticks going in this one. So I'm going to back the Rangers in the first five over the to-be-determined team total. Then the final game of the card for you, it's another first five. It's the Houston Astros, either on the money line or the run line against Seattle. No lines available, of course. So the splits would tell me to bet the exact opposite here. Bryce Miller goes for the Mariners. Two starts against Houston this year. 12 and a third innings. No runs allowed on just four hits. So he's been really, really good against Houston. Meanwhile, for the Astros, it's Framber Valdez going. Two starts against Seattle this season. 11 innings pitched and eight runs allowed. Not good. So over the last 30 days, Valdez has a 3.34 ERA. Meanwhile, Miller has a ERA of a 5.26. Add in the fact that Miller is a rookie in a pressure spot, while Valdez went 3-0 in the playoffs last year with a 1.44 ERA. I'm going to take experience over beauty in this one. Give me the Houston Astros on the money line or the run line over the Mariners in the first five. So let's recap your card for you. In college football, once again, my first four bets. Please vote on Twitter, and let's try to go to 6-0 and on Twitter. I'm on the fighting Illini of Illinois, plus the one at Purdue. I'm on Pittsburgh, minus the two and a half at Virginia Tech. I'm on Clemson, minus the six and a half at Syracuse. I'm on BYU, minus the one against Cincinnati. I have my bonus bet on Iowa State and Oklahoma, the first half under 25 and a half. In Major League Baseball, no lines yet, but I will be on the first five team total for the Toronto Blue Jays under the number. I will be on the Miami Marlins over the New York Mets in the game that Braxton Garrett starts. Don't know which one yet, but I'll post that in the show notes. I'll be on the Texas Rangers first five team total over the number against Griffin Canning. And I'll be on the Houston Astros in the first five on the money line or the run line over the Seattle Mariners. So that is your very confusing card for Wednesday. Hopefully, I can go back-to-back in baseball. It's been a long time since I've done that. So as always, everyone, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.